Hey everyone, and welcome back to the San Pedro FIFA League podcast. Today is a very interesting uh, podcast that I'm going to do. I have a special co-host in the FA Cup and D1 parts of the podcast. Um, obviously, I'll get you guys started with D2 and this wonderful introduction that I'm totally wasting your time with. Um, I'm George Stello, and later on you will hear uh, from my special co-host. I will not say who it is just yet. We'll wait on that. Uh, but there's a lot to get into. Obviously, D2 finished their month. They had a lot going on. Um, I am going to talk the FA Cup. The round of 16 is here. We have some really good matchups to get into. And, of course, we're gonna. I'm going to predict, along with my co-host, uh, pretty much everything that's going to go on in that tournament, who we think is going to be the player of the tournament, um, and basically who we think will make the final. As for the D1 part of the podcast, it's very brief. Uh, just to let you guys know, we don't really dive into anything in particular uh, as far as, you know, uh, basically we just get into the typical D1 things I do. I catch you up on the standings, and then we dive into what is a great season for Chelsea and many other different teams that have really been impressive. Um, but let's get to it. This is the San Pedro FIFA League podcast for this week. I hope you guys enjoy it. So first and foremost, as we'll start as we always do with the D2, the second division in this league, um, and things have been very feisty at the top of the table, more notably the three through six uh, section. And of course, if you guys do forget, the one, two, and three positions automatically go up, while the fourth and fifth positions will battle it out. Uh, you will hear more about the other side of that in the D1 part of the podcast, and, of course, we, we do dive into that a bit, and it is hopefully compelling enough for you guys to want to talk about later. As for the standings right now, the 11, this is how they sit. Club Leon and Man City are tied on 8 points. Atletico Madrid in ninth, with Atlanta United 2 points ahead in 8th. Benfica are now in 7th after really struggling in their last month. Bayern Munich, and I'll talk about them in a bit, now in 6th. Uh, just 1 point behind Ronnie's young boys. Uh, Ronnie in 5th. He's in the playoff spot along with PSG, who have 24 points. Celtic now in the automatic promotion position uh, with 26 points. They are tied with Fiorentina, who have been really impressive. And, of course, Arsenal five points clear with 31 points at the top of the table. They have 10 wins, just two losses. And, of course, they've been remarkable uh, this season. They lead the league. And, of course, I, I think at this point we can pretty much call this the halfway point. Um, of the season of course halfway into this month would technically be it uh, but D2 has stepped it up you know everyone got their games over with albeit a day late but I think the league will take that I think there's a imaginary cushion that currently sits there I think that you have a two-day period just to post or maybe even that next day you have uh, to really get your shit together and really post all those results to give yourself a chance to not get kicked out. And I think that's something that the league may not admit out loud, and I think that that's okay, but I think that's just something that they're going to allow. It's a human space there of those extra two or one to two days uh, after the original deadline of games. Um, as for everything else, though, we talk a lot about you know, top offenses. Well, the top offense currently is not at the top of the table. That's Fiorentina and Young Boys, both with 32 goals. Uh, young, uh, Actually, Young Boys, a really interesting thing here. They do have a game in hand going into this next month, uh, but they also have the best goal differential at 15. And, of course, if they win their next game, they'll go into fourth place solely a uh, point behind Celtic. Fiorentina and Arsenal also have that extra game along with Atlanta United, so those teams could take advantage of that extra result and maybe at the end of the year really have something uh, to hold their heads high on. As for this race, of course, the top three has been really good. Uh, we've seen some breakout performances. We know how good Arsenal is. Of course, the team of the week you guys will have is going to drop pretty soon. I know Serge is working on that, so you guys will, you know, you guys will see who we pick this month. I will try and post that on the Instagram page as well. As for Fiorentina, I, I've enjoyed what they've done this season. We do talk a little bit about them in the FA Cup part. They do have Chelsea, uh, so you'll hear about that. But Celtic, another team uh, that's just been impressive. You know, you we I talked in the first two months of the season, can the offense score goals? The defense, though, is more than stepping up their game. Uh, but I think if Celtic want to kind of solidify their spot in this top three, they got to avoid the ties and start turning those one-point games into three points. Uh, and I think that'll be more so a thing that they think about uh, as far as just coming up into D1. I think that's the number one goal. Uh, winning the second division is a nice way to get your first title, uh, but it is not uh, something that you need to have in order to come up. 
As for the four and five spots, we're looking at PSG and Young Boys. I do think Ronnie could take that step up into that second or third spot comfortably. Uh, he did struggle against the teams in the top three, and that's what he needs to improve on. As for PSG, I believe that Josh still is got a chance to win the whole thing. I know he's got the veteran presence. He has to avoid losing critical games against some of the other teams that are with him, uh, with him up there. And that defense has slipped 23 goals now allowed or 14 games, uh, if not for the high-scoring offense at 29 goals. We don't know PSG may be on the outside looking in going into August. As for Bayern Munich, what, can, what more can I say? This is the turnaround I wanted. Luis has been erratic, and the form has been all over the place. This was the step he needed to take in the right direction. Jalant's been sloppy, and of course, Bayern Munich have taken advantage of that, along with the rest of those in the top six. As for Atlanta United and Atletico Madrid, these teams need to continue to build their repertoire, continue to build their offenses and defenses, and allow themselves to make errors because right now you may not go up. That doesn't mean next year you're not going to be a favorite to have that opportunity uh, because some of the teams coming down from D1 may struggle to readjust to D2. Uh, you just never know how that's going to work when you come back down. As for Club Lyon and Man City, this is the perfect opportunity to spend the last few months of the season to improve your side. We have a week of the transfer window. I we talk about it later in the podcast, but I, I got to say, um, this, you have one week, I believe it is, to really improve your side. There's going to be a lot of deals that go down. I'm sure managers quietly are talking about it. I'm not going to stick my head into there. I'm going to let them do business and not try and throw off their deals. I will bring rumors the week of, since there will only be one podcast, uh, but we'll go from there. Uh, but I will say this. Uh, we do talk D2 later in the podcast. I am recording this part after, obviously, but I hope you guys really uh, stick to that message that I end up discussing. It's a question that was asked towards me, so I hope you guys pay attention to that. As for this, though, the D2... Uh, the D2 teams that have stayed around, U11, have done a remarkable job. I hope you guys continue to do that. Uh, let's get on to some of the results for these top three teams. So let's start at number three with Celtic, right? We'll also talk Fiorentina and Arsenal. But that's exactly a perfect starting place if we're talking about matches that are coming up. We're looking at the month of August. Uh, Celtic obviously have their two, uh, their two or one games. I'm not sure what that is yet uh, at the time of this recording. I've tried to figure out, and everyone keeps asking the board, but they have not made a decision as of this recording at the moment. Uh, but I will say this, Celtic do start their month with Fiorentina, and it's a perfect opportunity to jump them in the standings. They have Atlanta United, a big matchup with Arsenal coming up, and Atletico Madrid. Now, Celtic walk through this month, and they win every single game. I would want to tip them as one of the favorites to win the league, but because every single team in the top six right now has a grand opportunity uh, to win the Division Two title, I think that right now you can more so say that if Celtic wins all those games, you're going to put them as the favorite to probably go up in that top three. I do think that that match with Fiorentina is going to be a, a lot more of an indicator than their game with Arsenal. And I do feel that Celtic's defense has taken a step up, kind of like how Serge has done in D1. If you're going to compare the teams as far as their attitudes, Celtic does focus more on the defensive side of the game. And I do fully expect that Celtic takes that step up uh, in these matches, and if they do, they are going to go up. I think they'll push in, cushion themselves just enough uh, to push away from the other guys. So let's get on to the team that Celtic will be playing to start their month, and obviously we have Fiorentina and Celtic playing each other at some point, I'm sure. And I, I've already, I talked to uh, Mancusi off the air uh, while we weren't recording the podcast on the phone telling him that you've got to get that Celtic-Fiorentina game on there uh, and try and get these convince these guys to do a showcase game. Uh, but Let's look at the rest of the month for Fiorentina. They do start with Atlanta United. They have not been the punching bag they once were, and they are going to be a team. Fiorentina cannot lose focus against. They obviously have Celtic. I talked about that. Robert's team, Atletico Madrid, they are getting better. You know, Robert may not be the best FIFA player, but his team is getting better, which means you cannot, once again, just like Atlanta United, you can't overlook this team, just like you can't look, overlook anyone. you got to take everyone the, the same way, and if you do that, you should be able to walk out of this month uh, pretty well if I'm Martin. Benfica and Bayern Munich may uh, come out to be a little bit more of a battle only because Benfica is struggling to hold on uh, to what is an opportunity to play in the playoff uh, to go up. And if I'm Bayern Munich, who are in really good form, and I think that's something Martin will have to watch out for, uh, Bayern Munich could use this game as if they win it and say uh, they have to like their own chances of going up. Uh, because it is such a tight division, we only have 11 teams, I would like to say that 
all these teams right now in the top three are going to have to play games where they're going to have to focus and be composed. Otherwise, they are not going to be uh, in the top three maybe come next week or in a couple of weeks from now. Arsenal's schedule compared to everyone else is a little bit easier and it is a little bit more of a step back until the end of the month. The first three games for Arsenal are big opportunities. Club Lyon, Atlanta United, and Manchester City. All teams Arsenal has already beaten this year. Have He has an opportunity to put nine points and give himself a chance to go already potentially on 40 points at the end of August. Yes, I know there's an ice cream man behind uh, in the background. Just ignore him for a second. And let's discuss the Celtic Arsenal and Arsenal PSG games uh, because, you know, you look at these run of fixtures for Arsenal and you look at all the things that they've done this season so far. They win those first three games on their set schedule, even though they probably won't play them in order. If they win those three games... You have to like nine points out of 15, right? I mean, they already have a five-game cushion. Even if they don't do it against Celtic or they tie and then Josh beats Arsenal, um, you know, you would have to like the other team's chances to get better and move up in the league and secure their chances of going up. But the same can't be said about Arsenal. If they win this entire month, I think now you have to put them as the potential winners of D2 and a team to really be worried about, even though I think if they go into D1 next year and they keep the same squad, I don't. I think they'll be more so like a Real Madrid than they will be like a Barcelona, uh, but it'd still be a formidable team to throw another hat uh, and you know throw another uh, opportunity for themselves. I don't. I guess I don't have a metaphor for that. Uh, but basically, uh, Arsenal would be a team to worry about I, going into D1. But like I said, more so like a Real Madrid, a team that's very good, very young has some really good players, uh, but maybe doesn't have everything just figured out just yet. Uh, but the Celtic-PSG games are, are going to be uh, an important route, more so for Celtic and PSG than it is for Arsenal. Um, let's get into the stat leaders. And let's start with the guys who score the goals. Christian Benteke still leads the way for Atlanta United with 13 goals. If he went, ends up winning this whole golden boot race in D2, it'll be one of the best stories uh, this league has had for a long time. Kareem Benzema with 12, Musa Dembele, Musa Kanate, and Jamie Vardy all on 11. That rounds out your top five. Uh, Bastos is in 10th with seven goals. He is in, uh, just behind Santi Mina, who has eight. Musa Merengue with nine goals, and then Gareth Bale and Casper Dolberg are tied in the six and seven spots, respectively. There is a change in the assists in the league-leading battles for that. In tenth right now is Giuliano uh, of Atlanta, uh, excuse me, Atletico Madrid, tied with Pablo Fornals, Bastos, Casper Dolberg, Samuel Chukwueze, who hasn't, who had all four of his original assists out of his five in the first month of the season. So you can see the dip in form from him. And Federico Keza, 5 through 10, they are tied with 5 assists. Actually, it's 5 through 15 is tied. So there is a pretty good balance of guys who are getting assists in D2. But the top four do stand alone currently at the moment. Uh, David Villa and Enes Bardi uh, both have 7 assists. Francisco Suarez of PSG has 8 and now has made it a really good race. But Rodolfo Pizarro still has a 2-assist cushion of Fiorentina. He has 10. Of course, the clean sheet's done change too much it looks like uh, Keppa and John Luigi Buffon will have a good battle along with Zach Steffen of Arsenal for who could uh, you know take the, the clean sheets battle the golden gloves uh, of course Emiliano Viviano of Benfica has two and Joel Robles of Bayern Munich has three uh, notably two of those clean sheets coming last month so Bayern Munich do uh, and definitely have a chance to put themselves in you know contention for an award like that of course, guys, the, all the team of the month and everything else will come out soon. Um, before this comes out on Tuesday, you guys will see it, but the manager of the month and the player of the month awards uh, nominees will be posted. Uh, in fact, as uh, after I'm done recording this, I'm recording this on Tuesday, I will be posting it then, uh, but you guys will hear about it on the Wednesday podcast. As for now, that is it for D2. Not, not much has really changed as far as the competitive teams are still the competitive teams, and uh, of course we have a really good battle in that four through eight spot. There's a lot of potential still of things still to happen, um, but let's get you to my wonderful co-host who is not going to be much of a surprise in about a few minutes. Um, we do talk FA Cup, we talk D1, uh, we get into other things that the league needs, And uh, but as for now, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back the FA Cup and I have a special co-host here with me today and Joey Mancusi who is driving hands-free he is safe for now Joe how's it going 
Pretty good, pretty good. How you doing? Oh, good, man. So let's get right into the, the FA Cup. We have 16 teams left. The group stages were fairly interesting, to say the least. We had two teams quit during this time of the season. Obviously, the groups were affected in different ways. Um, but now it's down to the last 16. Joe, what have you thought of the group stage of this year's or this season's FA Cup? Uh, there's been some surprises. Um, I think uh, my group win is kind of according. The top two seeds advanced, um, but not the case for everybody. Uh, and then the whole thing with uh, Washburn, that whole debacle, but it's been crazy. Yeah, no, I was I was mightily impressed by his honor there. But let's get into the top half of the bracket, which you are located in. So we'll start with the eight teams here. It's Tottenham Hotspur and FC Porto. FC Barcelona will take on Celtic. You have a matchup with the other Joey. So we have a Joey on Joey battle. And then, of course, Real Madrid takes on Atletico Nacional. Now, Liverpool and Manchester United, the winner of that game, of those, of those matchups will play Atletico Nacional and Real Madrid. Uh, but what do you think about this whole top half of the table or of the bracket, excuse me? Oh, the top half? I checked it out. Uh, we got it pretty easy up there. So, you know, it's it's looking good. We're sitting pretty. I think we're missing – we don't have Chelsea up there. We don't have Olympic Lyon. We don't have, you know, a couple other teams up there. So, I think we're lucky, to be honest. All right, so let's get into that first matchup. You got Tottenham and Porto. Uh, both these teams had very different ways of going through in the groups. Tottenham did, were very impressive. Harry Kane led the line, and then Erickson finally found some form in the league, and that helped uh, get them through. But does Porto have a chance? Because I'm starting to think that Porto might be a decent side to get through. Uh, but even then, that's like the best thing they'll do all season. So what are the Porto's chances of getting yeah. past them? I mean, chances – I mean, Porto's been playing pretty good lately. He's got some impressive ties and maybe a win or two back there. So, I don't know. Uh, I would have to give him like a maybe a 20, 25% chance of advancing. Fair enough. And if and if we get into that, right, Tottenham have uh, the expectation that they – you talked about it, it is a weaker side of the bracket – uh, compared to the other side. And, you know, you look at that quarterfinal matchup that they could potentially have Barcelona Celtic. What are the chances that Tottenham could even make the semifinal here? Cause they kind of do have an easy route there. Yeah. Uh, uh, just like myself with the whole draw and everything. Um, Aaron's been playing pretty good this year. Uh, he doesn't lose to a lot of people, which is pretty scary in the knockout stages because even with a tie, they keep on playing. So I know he's got a bunch of those, but those don't actually hurt him here. So he can go far. All right. So in that second matchup, we talked that about Tottenham and Porto so far. But let's get into Barcelona Celtic really quickly. Because I, I think that a weird situation is, is that Dre and Evan do know each other very well. I know it's possible that Evan may not play this game. I don't know all the news behind that just yet. But who do you like in this one? Um, the way Evan's playing right now, I think he's been on the podcast earlier and he talked and guys on fire right now. So let's play him. Havertz is deadly. I think he just on somebody the other day. So it's a pretty scary, scary matchup right there. Yeah, but no. I would so, have to give the edge to Barca. Yeah, sure. both those teams do have history, and anytime that happens, of course, it makes the matchups greater. If I had to pick one, I'm, I think Barcelona goes through. I don't think Celtic have the offense to continue to do what they need to do or that they had that one good game against Lyon in the group stage. But now let's Matt, let's let's move on to the to that other matchup of potential opponents for you. You have Atletico Nacional and Real Madrid coming up. Uh very different teams in the sense of how they were last year. Uh, you know, Real Madrid looked like they could be a pretty solid team if they came up and did everything right. And Atletico Nacional looked like a team that could even be up there for a title chase. Um, yeah, I mean, Real Madrid is uh, – they're good. I played him. I think he got the best of me. So, um, he plays good defense. Uh, mistakes. Um I haven't really seen too much from Atletico Madrid this year, even in D2. Um, but, hey, this is going to be something that they have to play for and 
you know, it could be something to hold their season together. Um, well, I'll kill her. Uh, correct you really to... quickly, Joe. Sorry. It's Atletico Nacional. It's David's team. He, he was oh. in – yeah, yeah. It's Real Madrid Atletico Nacional. Gotcha, gotcha. So – Good correction. <laughs> yeah, that's that, – that makes it tougher. I mean, I played both of them this year in D1. Um, so, like I said, Real Madrid plays good defense. Atletico Nacional plays good defense. Uh, it's going to be – it's going to be a low-scoring game, I think. Maybe, you know, 1-0, 2-1 game. Uh, it's going to be tough to score. Uh, I would have to give the edge to Atletico Nacional. He's, I think, capable of having bigger games. He's clearly so, a better player than he's played so far. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly. All right, now it's time to get to the, the moment I've been waiting for. Liverpool versus Manchester United, the Northwest Derby. Uh, you got two games. Are you – how – much of a chance do you think you have to go through? I mean, I think we have two games. Is, is that news broke yet? Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm going to assume that it's two games, only because it's – if we don't do a Champions League style, I think it takes the, the edge off the games, but I don't know. I remember they're still voting. I'm hoping it's two games. Uh, that's how I'm reading same, it. Same here, same here. But um, it's going to be a – I've played Man U a lot of times in this league. Uh most of our games are really close. One goal difference, ties. Uh, had a frustrating tie against him last time, but he was missing Timo Werner, which is a big part of his team. So I was missing Firmino in that game as well. So this time we'll both be there, both guys. I mean, I'm going to hope I win, but like I said, it's very unpredictable. Pogba, I hate that guy. <laughs> but... I had to find a way to stop them. Bottom line. Fair enough. Fair enough. So we have Tottenham going through Atletico Nacional, Liverpool and Barcelona. What are the chances that you could win this whole thing? Because I, like I said, for Tottenham, they make the semifinal. It could be very easy route to make it there for them. Uh, but it's same for you could be said, do you think you could make the final? I mean, with the draw, I mean, anything's possible with the top half, uh, like I said, there's it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a surprise up there, um, whether it's me, Tottenham, Barcelona, Atletico Nacional, it could be any of us. Uh, we all have kind of a golden opportunity, and we're gonna see who uh, takes advantage of it. So, but it's anybody's game. All right, now let's move to the bottom half. So we have a few different matchups. This is the strength, though, of this second uh, round of the tournament: Kashima Antlers, Club America. AC Milan and LAFC. I can't wait to watch those games if they're available. Uh, Lyon and Augsburg, another great battle. And then Chelsea Fiorentina. We'll start there. Chelsea Fiorentina. Martin has played really well in D2. He's honestly been one of the most surprising teams this season. Is that even going to matter, though, against probably the best team in our league? Yeah, that's the problem. It's the best team in our league. Uh, Martin's, Martin's been playing really well. I just don't think he has the firepower to – you know, stop Ronaldo, you know, that whole, that whole thing, that guy. So I think Chelsea might have an easy first win right there. Fair enough. It won't be easier though, as they go on, they are due to match up against Lyon and Augsburg. That, that matchup, it looks just ridiculous. I, I'm hoping, and I know you do the, you know, the games of the week or the Twitch games, you have to try and get those two to or convince them again to do it again. And, uh, that could be potentially the best game of the round of 16. Agreed. Um, yeah, like you said, they've already been uh, on the Twitch stream once. It was a great game. Uh, Roman almost had him, but I think Roman's going to want some revenge. I uh, think uh, they play a lot of games between the two, I'm sure. So, I don't know. I, I'm thinking I'm going to go with the underdog and Roman this time, but – you know, I think Santi, he's got the league to worry about. Yeah, he slipped a lot in the league recently. By the way, let's talk about two teams that have, I don't know, they had expectations coming into the season. They slipped a little bit. Now they're starting to find their feet again. You know, I talked about LAFC last week, I believe it was on the pod podcast or the week before, excuse me. And then you have AC Milan, two very different teams in the sense that they win very different ways. Uh, who do you like in this one? Um, I've seen a lot of LAFC this year. I uh, played them twice in the group stage, once in the league. Uh, 
he he's he's good, man. Uh, he high presses the shit out of you, and uh, he's he's kind of scary to play against sometimes. Um, played AC Milan once this year. He's also very good. Uh, Modric, he's a beast in the midfield. Um, I don't know. I think I'm gonna have to go with my uh, my guy in my group, though. I might have to go with LAFC. Uh, I'm hoping that he uh, he carries us pretty far in our for our group. Uh, so I'm gonna have to go with him. Well, he was great in the VT Cup. Let's not forget he got to the final, lost to Chelsea one to nil. Now, this next matchup and the final matchup we're going to talk about of the round of 16 is Kashima Antlers and the Kamish taking on the best defense in the league that is Club America currently at the moment. Um, is there any chance that Ryan can get through here, or is he just hoping that Surge has a bad game or two bad games? Uh, I mean, it's going to be tough for Ryan. Uh, I recently just played Club America. He's fucking... He's good. He's really dangerous on the wings. Uh, he's got a lot of skill moves out there. Finds open guys in the middle. It's tough. Um, I think they also played a game on Twitch earlier this year. I think Surge got the best of them. Kind of yeah, two nil. He dominated. Uh, yeah, I, I'm thinking of much of the same. Um, Ryan just hasn't been able to put it together. I haven't played him yet this year. I think it's the only team I haven't played, so I can't really say. But uh, I think it's going to be tough to stop Surge. All right. So now I'll get into who I like in a bit uh, for, as far as who I think will make the final. But, Joe, before I get into it, who do you have making the final as of today? Um, the bottom section? Uh, let's pick, pick me the two teams that are going to come out and play in the final. Yeah. I mean, until Chelsea, until someone stops that guy, that guy can't lose. He dominated the VT Cup. He's top of the table right now. So I would have to say Chris uh, is going to be one of the teams. Come on, back and, yourself. Just do it. It's fine. Just I mean, yeah, why not? Why not? Uh, anything can happen in the top of the group. Uh, I hope I play Aaron in the semis and whoop his ass and make it the final. But, yeah, we'll, we'll – We'll say it. Uh, Liverpool, Chelsea. Final. I'd like the sound of that, but I'm going to switch it up a bit. So I have a very similar round of 16 as you do, actually almost exactly the same. I have Roman beating Santi as well. Um, but I have Chelsea and Club America making really? the semifinal and you and Aaron as well. I do have you in the final, no pressure. Uh, but I have you playing Club America, and here's why. The last time that Surge, and this is cool, uh, the last time Surge has actually gotten to the semifinals, uh, he he did beat Chelsea way back. I don't know if it was the semifinals or the quarters, but he's beaten Chelsea before in this tournament. And he got to the final and played me. And uh, I, I remember that because I remember talking to Serge that whole night about he didn't think he deserved to be in the final. But this time around, he's he does have the firepower defensively to make it to the final and to beat whether it's Roman or, you know, or, or Chris. I think he could beat both those teams. And even if Santi somehow... Uh, you know, gets through those two games, he's still going to have to beat Surge. And I just don't – I don't think that's going to be possible. Surge has a very easier route, just kind of like you do. If, yeah, they're tough teams, don't get me wrong, compared to what you have to deal with. But I think the fact of the matter is your toughest game is going to come against Aaron until the final at least, only because you're familiar. Uh, if you're looking at your two teams, you, you're going yeah. through. Your defense is far better, and uh, you have more experience with them. Uh, and that's the only knock I have on Aaron is that he doesn't have an experienced defense – and even if we're playing one game, uh, that's even worse when you don't have a good defense because you're going to have to rely on them in that one game. But that's my final. <laughs> Agreed. I mean, yeah, the bottom half, it's, it's going to be a bloodbath down there. And honestly, I mean, it's going to take a lot to get out of there. Uh, I could definitely see Serge coming out of there. He's, uh, he's probably one of the toughest teams I've played so far this year. Uh, I know we played a 2-1 game, but he kind of dominated and made adjustments and mid game. So I don't know. He's, he's got the FIFA knowledge over there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't want to play either of those teams. <laughs> I can, I can, I can hear that in your voice and I agree. And well, it actually brings me up to my next point is that we get into the FIFA stats so far, the group stage, we have Cristiano Ronaldo leading the way with eight goals, Harry Kane in second. He has seven 
Kareem Benzema is tied with Douglas Costa. Pablo Fornals of PSG and Romelu Lukaku seems to be popping up on every stat line, all tied with six goals. They round out your top five and all the goal scorers. Joe, who do you think so far is the player of this tournament? Uh, player of the tournament, man. Uh, Harry Kane's done some big things for Tottenham. Uh, Christian Eriksen has done some big things. Uh, Ronaldo's always there, dominating. I think very easy uh, group, so it's kind of kind of hard to gauge that. Uh, yeah, I would say Harry Kane's probably been the player of the tournament for me. Oh, yeah. So Kane has seven goals, just so you guys all know, three assists to go with it. But the reason I asked you is because I was trying to set you up because one of your players leads the way in assists. That currently at the moment, Felipe Coutinho has six. He adds only a goal with that. But the guy I've been impressed with all season is Barcelona's Kai Havertz, five assists, four goals. And, uh, wow. I mean, you could talk about all the Chelsea players that pop up on every single stat line and how great that offense is. And I'm sure Chris is going to win a lot of awards at this end of the season, but at least in this specific tournament, I think Kai Havertz might be the single most important player for Barcelona and what they do. And if he continues and he gets, you know, he gets to play you in the quarters, I think that's where I expect them to go out. I think it would be a pretty successful a campaign for Barcelona, but I'm going to go with Kai Havertz. I, I just think he's been impressive. No one expected Barcelona to even be this good. I certainly didn't. So I don't know. What do you think about that? Definitely. I mean, uh, yeah, Barcelona making out of the group uh, is a big achievement for him. He's kind of playing with they house won the money. Group. Um, yeah, they won the group at that. Uh, I mean, he's done a lot with not a lot of good players uh, winning division two last year, or did he win or did he tie? So come in second. You know, I, 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 know, I, I quit. So I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, I mean, Kai Harris is definitely his best player. Uh, the one you got to watch out for uh, scored a crazy amount of goals this last month. Uh, it's kind of hard to ignore. So, yeah, I would say that's a that's another solid player. Anytime you can get goals and assists and be, you know, versatile like that, it's dangerous. All right, so that allows us to transition. I hope you're still okay with this, right? You're in the car. You're safe. We can move on to D1. Yep, I, I don't need absolutely. to cut this part of the podcast up. We'll just continue. Let's quickly get into the standings. Newcastle, Porto are now your automatic relegation teams, along with uh, are now Dortmund and Houston Dynamo will be in the playoff because of Roma's quitting. We'll get into that in a bit. Don't worry. We'll talk about it. Uh, Kashima, Atletico Nasty now, AC Milan, and yourself now in 11th. A little surprising there. You are tied with Tottenham currently at the moment. Rounding out the top 10, then we have Manchester United, LAFC, Event, Wolves, Barcelona, Club America, Augsburg, Lyon, and Chelsea. Uh, Barcelona are in fifth, by the way, guys, with 23 games played. So let's not forget about that. They only have 35 points, uh, which does allow Wolves and everyone else below to really catch up since not many are far behind. You currently sit 11th. Uh, what happened last month? Was it just maybe you ran into a tough games? I know it was very tough for you, uh, but what really would change from going from the top four to where you're at now? All right, so obviously we talked standings really quickly uh, before we you cut off, um, but all right, you're back now. So let's let's talk about it. You're sitting in a, an 11th place. Um, you know, before we got cut off, we were talking about you know how we were how you were going to go about uh, the second I guess second half of the season, right? Because you obviously Roma is out now and looking at what Porto, Newcastle, and the automatic uh, demotion spots. Uh, what are, what are your chances though of getting in the top four? <laughs> before last month, they were pretty good. Uh, uh, after last month, not so hot. Uh, I mean, right now I'm hoping top eight finish, but it was a bad last month, man. And it just takes one month to really hurt you in the standings. Yeah. Well, so what, what is it? Seven losses now on the season. Um, ironically enough though, the team that you're tied with is a team you could play in the semifinal. Tottenham, they're in 10th. They have nine ties. And somehow that math ends up making sense. You guys are tied on points. Uh, but we're looking at teams ahead of you, LAFC, Wolves, uh, Barcelona notably. But just as a whole, who do you think right now this month had uh, – I wouldn't even say last month, but so far this season has really impressed you? Um, 
I mean, Tottenham, first of all, they were like dead last last year. And now they, uh, they've they surprised a lot of the big teams this year too. Uh, it's pretty surprising. Um, I mean, other than that, I I mean, the, the top four is the top four. They're good. Uh, same good teams as last year. Serge, Ramon, Santi, and Chris. Uh, yeah, no, no it, it's pretty there. much gone as we expected it to go, though, right? I mean, with the exception of maybe Barcelona sitting there right now, currently at the moment in the top five. I think it's pretty much gone yeah, as we expected. Yeah, I, yeah, I think he's played a, a couple extra games than everybody else, so I think that's why he's so high up there yeah, right that's now. Pretty much it. But, yeah, uh, but no, I mean, he's from his first month to this month, he's he's definitely climbed. So, yeah, he's a surprise as well. No, that's true. So we obviously have that. So what do you got for me, Joe? I mean, you, you, you know, we talked in pre-production. You got some questions for me. Now I'm going to let you take this part of the podcast over. What do you got for me? Right, right. So, yeah, I mean, you're planning on being a member of the league next year. Uh, if everything goes right and they let you back. Um, so you'll be in D2. Uh, so questions are, uh, what are some things you would change about D2 to, you know, spicing things up a little bit? You know, they got a small group in there. Hopefully we get a little bit more people. So what are your thoughts on D2? So when you told me that, I, I sat there and I said, okay, let me let me answer this question two ways here. If we get 20 guys... Um, you know, that will obviously improve it only because I think most guys will be like, all right, now there's a, there's a big pool of players. Uh, but I also think you need to obviously get guys that are committed first and foremost. I think that's what the league's going to look for now. I know it's losing Roma. I think that hurt what D2 wanted to do. Right. Because now it's like, if a team comes up every year, we're losing people from D1 because they don't want to go down. I think what the league has to encourage is that D2 isn't uh, end all. And I think what I would do is I would make it harder for those D2 teams to really kind of uh, participate in the FA Cup, maybe make them play earlier. I know I know other people were like maybe unsure about how we do that, but only like the top 32 teams make it. So even if we get new more people, let's not push everyone into a cup or anything like that. Like, like let's keep the numbers the same, make it hard to get in. You have to do some type of qualifying or something. You know, that way we if people aren't good enough yet, they don't have to stick with that commitment. Uh, and I think that that's something that the league has struggled with is people committing. And I, I'm, I'm the biggest person of that that has done that, whether I'm mad at the league or I just didn't want to lose to Aaron anymore and I wanted to break his face in, One of the, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. But I just I couldn't deal with that part. And I think what we need to do is allow these managers to be upset, but at the same time explain to them, like, hey, listen, your team is good. If you leave – the band could be two seasons, you know, that I, I've, I haven't talked to Ryan, but that's something I was going to ask him is, you know, is there going to be a stiffer punishment now, you know, for these guys, they're going to have to sit out two seasons. And I can tell you right now, it's, it's, I get excited talking about the league, but when I'm in it, the, the attitude changes. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. I D2 is going to be D2 is hard to fix, but I think guys like Mike, have really came in and he finishes his games for the most part. You know, both mics actually have brought some enthusiasm uh, to that league. Ronnie, you look at what he's doing. Anybody who's coming to this league needs to go and look at what Fiorentina, Arsenal, and and young boys are doing, and that's what makes the league fun. No one, ex- I didn't expect any of those three teams to be as good as they are. I didn't expect their players to get any good. You know, Jimmy Vardy, Cream Benzema are good players in real life, but you didn't expect these guys to use them the way they did, and they didn't. First month, they sucked, and that's perseverance is a big thing to have in real life, but I think D2 needs to have it the most and you got to encourage them to do it. I don't know what that's going to take. I think the board has tried everything. Uh, I don't know what it's going to take, Joe. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, it's tough to come into a league where you've never been in a gaming league before and, you know, have all these games thrown at you and, you know, time frames and everything. I mean, it's a commitment, like you said, and people got to realize that if they want to join. Uh, so yeah, I mean, definitely, I think more more people in D two would definitely, you know, bring things back. Um, I like your uh, your view on the the cup games. You know, playing a couple. You know, seeing if you you know can advance in the early stages. And but I mean, then again, you're gonna get brand new people who 
probably really good at the game, but, you know, have shitty players and, you know, they're going to be tough to beat for some of these new people. But, yeah, definitely. Um, Second question, though, uh, what team are we thinking? You know, let's get a team name out there. Um, I was thinking something coming for next year. <laughs> I was thinking about going back with Marseille just to kind of have that little inside thing with, with uh, Santi, but I won't be playing Santi uh, that first season back. Um, I was going to dive into like some English teams, maybe in the championship or someone that no one else likes. Uh, I, to be honest, I don't have, <laughs> if I had to pick three teams right now, I'd go one with Austin Villa. Cause I have an Austin Villa Jersey with my name on it already. Uh, when right. I played with them when I was younger. Um, oh, I want to pick Marseille again. I, I, I hate the jerseys, but I mean, it's such a nice squad. But I think, I think if before anyone steals my idea, I want to take, I think I might take Inter Milan. I, I, I that's the number. That's a good one. Right I was going to say that. Inter might be the team I take though, just because the history. And then obviously San Siro, it's going to be gone. So, <laughs> I mean, I think West Ham needs to be brought back in the league as well. No, I'm going to save know? that for him. I think he deserves that. If he does come back, <laughs> he did say he was going to come back eventually. So I, I don't know. I think I'd want my own own little history of my own team for once and, and try to stick with them mostly also because Juventus is now a stupid name and I can't wait for that. So <laughs> agreed, agreed. So yeah. Uh, I think that's it on the questions. I mean, I don't want to get you, you know, too much in trouble with the board before you have your, uh, nah, ask away, man. Them, I, so. I think Brian yeah, right yeah. now might need uh, my wonderful enthusiasm actually playing games, uh, at least in T2. Uh, so Right, right. I mean, you might have to dive in and then also be the commissioner at D two or something. I hope but... not. I hope not. I don't think. I don't think they like me enough to and run a podcast. So I mean, it's all on you, man. Keep D two. I will. I will say this: I, the fact that I've covered the D two uh, people in the past, uh, you know, and like I make it such a big deal. I put it first in the podcast for a reason, and so you guys have to listen to it. I, I know that all the guys listen to the podcast when they hear this when it comes out on Wednesday, you're going to be like, what the hell? Like if they haven't figured that out by now, they probably never were going to, but I put them first for a reason. So you guys have to get on them. Uh, when you hear me say they're not playing games or oh, this and this happened. So you go and check it out. I mean, I could check out who hit, how many people went to that uh, particular page. So I, I, I know what's going yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah, definitely agreed. Uh, I mean, I want to know half the things I know about D2 if it wasn't for the podcast. That's for sure. Oh, and I, I'm, I'm happy about that. You know, it's funny. Aaron told me, you know, about two weeks ago, that's one thing he liked about the podcast because he doesn't pay attention really to D2. So I, 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 all 17 people who consistently listen to this uh, need to, you know, use that power to get not only other people to listen to the podcast if they want to, but more notably pay attention to D2 because that's how we get more people to play their games. Uh, D1 obviously has the the sexiness to it, like all the money's there. You know, even right now, you finish in 11th, Joe, you're going to make a lot of money. So uh, that's that's yeah. the thing compared to, you know, D2. So I, true, true. You know, there's a lot that has to be changed, but it's not financially and it's not, it's more enthusiasm and attitude. And that's what made me quit was that I try to play some of the teams that are currently in a position to go up to D1 this season. I won't name names, uh, but they didn't want to play me. Because I was going to go up yeah. and they wanted to avoid me beating them. And they knew that I was, I was getting angry and they, I, they knew I, they had to have known. Uh, I posted so yeah. many times that like, if no one plays me, I'm just going to end up quitting uh, like between me and those managers. So I, I just, uh, you know, I, they knew. So I, that's one thing I didn't necessarily share, but uh, it's, it's, I don't know. D2 needs that enthusiasm, uh, but yeah, I don't know, man. We'll see what happens. Cause right now D1 is agree. Uh, I mean, yeah, like I think D2, they need their own little, uh, you know, their own little board down there um, to, you know, maybe go more in depth on team of the month for D2, stuff like that. You know, it's hard for a D1 guy to pick D2, you know, players of the month and everything because we're not playing any of you guys. Like we don't know the, you know, who's doing good in games and who's not because, you know, we're not playing against you. We only see in the cups and that's not a good sample for us so you know i think that would you know like i was saying we were gonna have daniel be like that heavy hitter down there had he gone down i even think jake and like wayne and those guys can bring back like if i come back people are gonna want to watch me versus wayne or o'brien versus wayne and i don't know you know it's one of those things Joe. i just you know that's why i wanted to have you on the show and make you kind of like the every now and then kind of co-host because it makes 
you, you're going to ask those questions that are definitely important and people need to hear it from other people, especially a D one veteran like yourself that does like to see a bigger league. So. Agreed. I mean, um, I, my next question is when's the board going to get on the pod? I mean, I think that would make for some, some good material right there. A lot of people got a lot of questions and you're kind of the voice of the people right now. So I think we definitely need to get the board on the, on the pod for sure. Yeah. I mean, in the past I've had like an open betum, like in the sense of like, anybody wants to come on, could come on. I mean, I've had Porto on and, you know, obviously, you know, Luis was really great. I liked, I liked when he was on there. Um, I don't know. I don't know yet. I don't know if I want to really bring on and you look at the teams in their situation. I did have Pierre, but I had him as his manager self. I don't know if I want to dive into that just yet. I might do that bef- like as the season's already over, maybe have them talk about stuff that they want to change coming forward if they have anything. But I, I don't know if I want to keep the podcast separate from them because I, I not that they're like power hungry people. It's just that they're all having weird seasons right now. Jake might be going down. Uh, the last thing I want to ask him about is like board member stuff. I'm sure he gets asked yeah. already way too much. Um, and then as far as Ryan, I know everyone talks to Ryan. And I know how much work Pierre does behind the scenes um, along with the other two board members. So I don't know if I want to ask them just yet. Maybe off season we get them on there, on here, and they could, uh, you know, we could fire away with whatever. Because I, I do understand that, and you know what, you're not the only one. Like I've had Aaron, I've had Evan go out of his way to message me. Dre's message me. You know, Serge, I talk to Serge a lot, obviously. He's in our team of the month committee, but. You know, I, I don't know. A lot of people, Washburn even himself said, you got to try and get these guys on because, you know, they want to know what they have to say. So maybe the board just needs to post something on the Facebook page because uh, I don't know if the podcast is necessarily the place to do it um, because then the pressure's on me to kind of regulate what they say. And really, I don't edit too much. I kind of want it to sound sloppy like radio almost. I want us to be a little human. So I don't I don't know if I uh, necessarily want one of those three guys on here just yet or all three. Uh, I'll stick to you and Aaron for as long as I can get. And then if they want to come on here, uh, they can, uh, I don't mind it, but we'll see. Definitely. Definitely. So yeah, those are pretty much. All right then. So let's, let's get into, uh, very quickly before we have to, obviously, hopefully we don't cut off in connection again. Um, but we have Chelsea and Leon right now, currently one and two. Um, and you look at the rest of the league, it, it looks like a two team race. But is this Chelsea's race to lose? Um, I mean, as of right now, yeah, he's in the driver's seat. So, you know, he keeps getting points. If he plays anything like he's played in the first half, uh, it's going to be tough to beat him. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, three goals. That's the highest team tally in the league. And let's not even uh, – I mean, I'll just transition to the stats. He's got two guys in the top five of, of assists. Uh, that's Paulo Dybala and Mohamed Salah with 14 now, just one behind Douglas Costa uh, for the league lead in that stat. Uh, is there anything that you're seeing that I'm not? Because Chelsea's just the juggernaut. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. He, I mean, he has Ronaldo, but there's games where he's probably played without Ronaldo, and I don't think he really needs him all that much. Like, I know the stats say he needs him, but, I mean, a lot of the goals created – Salah down the wing, you know, it's a, it's pretty scary. I mean, he's got Zaha coming off the or the bench. Yeah, I think, he, Zaha's you know? on pace to make ten and ten in both categories, assisting goals. It's ridiculous. Yeah, off the bench. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So I mean, I mean we, I remember, the guy's got some fire firepower. No, he's won the league with a lot less. Let's just say that. Yeah, but you could also dictate that to also everyone else having a lot less. Uh, I will say this: he's been a very good money manager of his team and that's obviously helped uh, people also are very yeah. weak when they do deals with him i i would never give witty any type of deal he is the best team in the league i'm not ever doing business with him i just don't get that part and, and just really quickly before we talk about the goals and that incredible goal race that's going on right now i gotta say i, I i'm gonna call out all the managers here why the hell are you guys doing business with this team i, I wouldn't even sell him anybody not even for a million dollars i'm not giving him anyone I think that he can win. Well, I just don't see the I don't see the merit in that. He's so good. Uh, if you're going to make progress on him, you can't help him make progress winning the league. That's all I got to say. Right. Yeah. Well, me and Aaron both sold to him. I sold Zagadoo to him. Uh, he's kind of a project, so and that's fair. you know, there's that. But Aaron sold him Toss, so that, that's on another level. 
yeah, that's the one I'm like really just like, what the hell is that about? Anyways, let's move on to the goals because that's where Chelsea's really and Cristiano Ronaldo notably uh, is probably going to break 100 goals this year. I don't know. You tell me. He's at 32 in 19 games, guys, in the league, six assists. I mean, is there anything that I'm I like, again, like with the assists, is there anything I'm missing with Cristiano Ronaldo? Because it looks like he's going to go on for a record that I don't think anyone might beat for a while. Yeah, I mean, I think people, everybody in the league needs to, you know, if they haven't taken notice already, they got to take notice. I mean, you can't let that guy shoot. I mean, headers is one thing on corners and stuff. You can't stop that guy. But, you know, you just can't let the guy get his shots off. There's some people in the league that just have crazy goal scoring with one guy. And I don't know. I, I just think teams just have to be more aware. Yeah, no, and that's fair. And the reason I'm bringing that up, the 32 goals, is you want to know what the next highest goal scorer for Chelsea is this season in the league? It's Paulo Dybala with nine. So if you thought 32 was a lot, uh, nine is also really high for what Dybala is doing. He's already got nine and nine. Uh, he's obviously had a great year. Let's get on to the other guys that are below the great Ronaldo, and he's having a great year. But Kai Havertz, Romelu Lukaku, Mario Balotelli. And Wissam Ben Yedder, just to add his name to the list, are not big names you hear about all the time. Maybe Lukaku now. And if you watch soccer, you know Havertz and Balotelli, of course. But what the heck are we seeing from those three guys? And also Ben Yedder, I mean, who's been incredible. You talked about teams that have that one guy who scores. These are four teams that have that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Balotelli, he's a presence. I mean, he's, you know, got speed. He's got a shot from freaking wherever. Uh, Havertz is also really fun to play with too in the game. Uh, he's surprisingly got some athleticism. He can win headers. He can. His shot is very clean. So you know he's an easy guy to score with. Definitely see that. You want to know a fun fact about Kai Havertz is that I O'Brien let him go for basically nothing, and then I pretty much gave him back Kai Havertz for practically nothing, and now he is here where he's at. So there's that. Um, that, that sounds a lot like George Teller from the past right there. <laughs> a lot like O'Brien as well. Probably won't listen to this so well. Uh, but what do you make of uh, uh, Romelu Lukaku very quickly? Uh, because this is a player that isn't coming back to Houston Dynamo unless he pays 60 million euros, which he probably won't have. Uh, are we going to see more deals like this in the future where it's full-on buyouts? Or are we going to see things like full-on loan seasons or maybe you, you pay, off, pay it off? Do you think the league will ever allow, you know, maybe a two-year low, a two-season loan, something like that? I mean, I could see these new guys, players coming from D2 to D1. They're getting, you know, kind of desperate and for players and not wanting to pay the full price right now because they don't have the money. Um, I definitely could see a lot of deals like that. Um, are they smart deals? I don't think so. Um, that's a lot of money to spend for one year. Uh especially when you don't have a lot of money. Uh, if you Honestly, if you can't stay in D1 with the team that you made it out of D2 with, uh, I mean, maybe one addition for a modest amount, but it, it's going to be hard to get those top players coming right out of D2. No, I agree. I mean, you look at what our best two teams in D1 have done. They've built over time. They haven't rushed, and obviously they're talented you know, FIFA players, uh, but they've gone about it the right way. Uh, and to my last person on this list, Harry Kane. So Tottenham reportedly in the year, for those who didn't know, uh, rumors were swirling that they wanted to move on from Harry Kane. Harry Kane now has 17 goals uh, and is having another great season. He's been incredible in the FA Cup. Uh, but what does Tottenham need to do to get out of this middle range? I mean, you have – this is their only guy in this category, uh, at least in goals, that's made even the front – the top 20 list in goals. Uh, besides Christian Eriksen – I would say they're kind of a mystery team, uh, but what do you make of them so far? I mean, listen, 20 losses last season. You know, I'm just moving on quickly to what Harry Kane means to this team, basically, is what I'm asking. Because if you look at the other teams in the league, they got other goal scorers. Tottenham don't. So what, what do they need yeah. to make happen, essentially? I mean, Harry Kane, he's OP as F in this game. Let me tell you, that guy is probably the best passer in the game, along with never loses a header along with his shot is ridiculous. So the guy, the guy is fucking, he's annoying. Trust me. I play Aaron 
the most out of everybody in the league. I hate that guy. Uh, but I don't know. What Aaron needs, I mean, Aaron's going to need some some help at left back, I believe. I think he's got Juan Bernat starting there. The guy's susceptible to getting fucking burned over there. Um, I mean, he's got guys coming off the bench, which is nice. I mean, I wish I had Lingard coming off the bench. I wish I had freaking Coman coming off the bench. So his offense, I mean, if he can't do it with the guys he has, then he should probably just retire from FIFA. But other than that, I mean, the guy needs defense, I think, first and foremost. Uh, He needs strategy as well maybe a little game management to do a little better. I think that's why he's tied so much this year. But, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, he's leaps and bounds from, he was, from where he was last year. I think he's a little bit more committed. Uh, I don't think he wants to lose as much as he did last year or be in that position again. So, I mean, props to him. He's, uh, he's kind of dug himself out of there. But he's got a good team. I mean, that front – you know, front four or whatever that he has up there is comparable to anybody in the league. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? I talked about this with other managers, and, you know, I'm looking at all these teams. Like, if we set everyone into a 4-2-3-1, which is basically a basis for, you know, balance, right? If you could play that formation, you could yeah. 4-3-3, and you can go from there. Uh, but it does stack up, except for maybe Chelsea's uh, front nine that he can run uh, with that bench and attacking <laughs> three that he has now currently. He's probably one of the better ones, so I would expect more on this list uh, of talented individuals. Um, but let's end it with you, right? So, I mean, you have Coutinho. He's dominated the FA Cup. What's going on with Roberto Firmino this year that uh, has really changed? Because, listen, seven losses, that's a lot compared to what I expected out of this team. I didn't expect you to be perfect. But Roberto Firmino had a 25-25 and 25 season last year. Uh, and he's not nowhere anywhere near that pace this year. What's going on with him? I mean, he's kind of my facilitator, honestly. Uh, yeah, I mean, he plays striker, plays center forward for me, but I kind of play through him and then set other guys up. Uh, he's definitely struggled finishing. I'll definitely admit that. Uh, I don't know. It's it, Last month was a weird month. I mean, I – Kind of just hope to put that in the past. But before that, my team was looking good. Uh, hopefully, I can get back to that. Just need a little FIFA break there for a little bit. Uh, refresh and hopefully go out in the second half of the season pretty pretty hard. Well, the only reason I bring that up, and uh, you know, I'm not trying to be harsh on Liverpool, but you did have a bad month. But if we're looking at the whole, right, the whole entire team, I believe Coutinho has the most goals. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that, uh, but – I think he leads the way as far as like, you know, league season. I'm looking, I'm actually, you know, what? I'm looking at your stats right now. So Firmino has 19 on the season entirely. Coutinho has 10, but 16 assists. Like it's not even close to your best players this season. Uh, what is it going to take yeah. though, to get another guy that's probably going to go 15 and 15 assists and goals? Like, what do you need? And who do you need? I mean, I have the, I have the front, you know, five, if you want to think about it that way with, Coutinho, Thiago, Asensio, Insigne, and Firmino. I mean, I have the players. Uh, Asensio's taken a little bit to get used to, a left foot and everything. Um, I think he, of all my players, I need to make improvements with. Um, And Insigne, I just got to get him more opportunities. You know, he's kind of isolated out there. He's definitely been one of my better facilitators my crossers so i don't know it's gonna take better finishing overall in the end for all my guys to the you know join the stat race and everything sounds good joe all right i just want to thank everyone for always listening to the podcast joe of course thank you so much for jumping on here and and asking the questions that honestly i'm glad someone asked while they were on the podcast um, of course, everyone can listen to the podcast on Anchor and Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all that other nonsense. You can also follow the Instagram for the league at San Pedro FIFA League. Joe, is there anything you want to say before we end the podcast? No, man. Good luck to everybody who made it to the FA Cup, the knockout stage. It's going to be fun. Uh, also, hopefully for some changes in uh, the standings in D1 in the second half, hopefully we see some 
some moves from some uninspected teams. Yeah, by the way, just so everyone knows, before we end the podcast, the uh, the transfer window, sorry, is only going to be a week. So those moves are going to be very important, I believe, uh, for the extension, at least the second half of the season. As for that, though, that is the end of the podcast. Thank you guys once again for always listening. Until next time, next Wednesday, you guys will hear. Hopefully I can get someone else on the podcast. Maybe uh, Joe wants to come back. Uh, who knows? Uh, we'll figure it out. As for now, Joe, thank you. You have a wonderful night. Go kick some ass, play some games. Good luck in the FA Cup. And everyone else, the same. Um, I picked Liverpool and America to make the final. Joe thinks he'll be there with Chelsea.